Hey guys, welcome back to Delving Into the Cold. This is Dee, and if you are listening to this, it is at least October the 1st, 2021, which means that it is officially the first day of Dark Happenings Month. Um, I hope all of you guys are doing well. I know that it's been a while since I've posted an episode, and I want to apologize for that. I got a new job, and I was trying to catch my bearings, and then I had, um some medical issues I had one surgery um, and now I'm looking at having another one so it's been a uh, it's been a hectic couple of months and um, I've definitely missed researching and posting episodes so I hope you guys are ready for this month I hope you guys are excited because I know I am with all of that being said Let's get, let's go ahead and just get into uh, the episode. So, this week we're going to be talking about banshees, um, and I'm sure it's something that you guys have heard of, um, whether just you know offhandedly or whether you've seen um, movies about it or whatever. It's something that's pretty well known. But I think that there's a lot that's not well known about it. Kind of the origin and why Banshees are called Banshees. Things like that. So that's what we're going to talk about today. um, To kind of kick off Dark Happenings Month. Um, So uh, Banshee comes from the Irish word that means woman of the fairy mound. And she is a female spirit who is known for wailing to signal the death of a family member. And her name is actually connected to the Irish countryside where it's full of mounds and hills and um, a lot of these places have a lot of graveyards and um, that's kind of where her origin is. Um, Now when we talk about banshee there's a couple of different um variations of what she looks like but she is always always a woman um and one thing that is pretty prevalent in all of her stories is that she has red rimmed eyes from crying and it's believed that that's from her mourning a loved one and that's why she wails um she's typically either dressed in white or gray I have also seen that she is dressed in, um, like maybe a green cloak or something of that nature. Um, and her size varies from unnaturally tall to extremely short. And a lot of people believe that, um, she is part of fae culture or fairy culture, so having her be extremely small kind of alludes to that um and it also kind of alludes to the fact that she is often seen as an old widow woman um so a lot of people that claim to have seen a banshee um you know state that she's an old hag an old you know prone she's hunched over she's kind of curled in on herself she's very small um And so, that could be where those accounts come from. And it is said that her cry is unlike anything else on the earth. 
basically it's one of those things like if you've heard a banshee's cry like you will immediately recognize it again the next time you hear it because there's nothing else like it um and you know again people believe that she's wailing for someone she's lost and though you know most people just hear banshee she like i said has also been seen and sometimes she looks like um a deceased loved one who's coming to warn that another one of their family are going to pass away the earliest known written accounts of banshees dates back to about 1380 um and she was written about in some norman literature of the time and something that's also believed by still a lot of people today but especially back in olden times when we talk about her being discussed in you know norman literature and early period literature such as that um is believed that she only warned of the death of someone from a quote-unquote pure blood irish family and a lot of accounts that i've read basically say that if their last name starts with o or mick or mac that that kind of indicates that they are a pure blood irish family um and banshees you know they have a couple of different names in different regions of ireland um she's also known as the hag of the mist the little washerwoman and the hag of the black head um and you know every kind of county or part of ireland probably has a different name for her but those are some of the most common um and as i said you know she's named part of this um goes back to the region that she's from um because the countryside of ireland is actually dotted with mounds known as tumuli um and as i said they're typically graveyards and most of these graveyards are reportedly haunted um and if you look at the name little washerwoman the reason that she's called that is because some people that have reported seeing her see a banshee near a river washing out blood um from the clothing or armor of someone who is about to die um and so you know that's kind of where little washerwoman comes from and that's pretty popular in um one specific region of ireland and we'll get to that in a second and i'll explain that more uh but she's also sometimes seen as a young beautiful woman who sings sweetly to lure people to their death and you know that sounds a lot like um a siren or a mermaid and if you think about it they're all fae they're all mythical creatures that kind of all belong in that same genre basically um and in fact historically soldiers have been known to leave the battlefield 
after hearing the wail of a banshee. Um, and that resulted, obviously, in them letting their guard down. And that resulted in them being killed, which kind of was, you know, fodder for the fire, basically. And it continued to grow because, you know, people are like, they heard the banshee and then they died. And, you know, and while it's, you know, it's, like, it's correlation and causation, basically, is what I'm saying. Um, but another thing about banshees is they don't just signal the death of someone they can also um basically they deal out justice so if the person was a cruel person and they sin a lot during life then after they're dead the banshees kind of are known to make sure that they're punished for their sins in life while the opposite of that coin is if they were, you know, good, pure-hearted people, the Banshee makes sure that they die in peace and that they live eternally in peace ever after. So that's um, something I think that a lot of people don't know about the Banshee legend is that, um, yes, she's, you know, a harbinger of doom, but she's also kind of that figure that meets out justice and I find that pretty interesting. Um, and I find it interesting, too, that we have such a problem, you know, in kind of more modern history of giving women equal rights and seeing them, you know, as powerful and equal. And, um, you know, back in the day, women were sometimes even feared because they were believed to be powerful. So, you know, that's just kind of a segue, but I think that's interesting. Um, most quote-unquote sightings of the Banshee have occurred in Ireland, though Scotland and Wales also have their own version of the Banshee. Um, and I am not going to try to pronounce those words because I would butcher them and I do not need that kind of backlash. Um, but you guys are welcome to look that up. Um... Uh, and while like, while, like I said, most of the sightings are in Ireland, there have also been sightings um, in areas where Irish families have migrated to. Um, and I kind of talked about this briefly when I was talking about them meeting out justice and things of that nature. But sometimes um, banshees are confused with the Morgan. And these are basically like Valkyrie. Um, they're the va Valkyrie of Celtic mythology, basically. So they're the ones that, um, you know, take warriors to their final destination for being brave. Things of that sort. They're often confused with the two. And um, while, you know, it is kind of stated that Banshees kind of, you know, deal justice out to the people that are dying, um, they're not known to, you know, escort warriors to the Irish version of Valhalla. I'm sorry, Valhalla. Um, so, it's just, it's, they're two separate things, but 
a lot of times they are confused and especially in modern times when you're looking back at some of the older legends it's a little bit hard to decipher between the two um and I'm stuttering over my words a lot I understand I'm sorry um, I'm recording this the Friday before you guys hear it because I'm having surgery and I want to kind of go ahead and get some of this done so I'd be sure that you guys have it when you're supposed to um, so I apologize for stumbling over my words or mispronouncing anything um, I just got off of an eight-hour shift, so I'm, I'm extremely tired. Um, so, let's look at some of the stories of the Banshee. In 1642, Lady Fanshawe was spending time at Bunratty Castle um, with some of her friends. She was awakened in the middle of the night by a whale, and when she looked out her window, she saw a pale, young, red-headed woman um, in front of her window. And, you know, eventually her brain caught up with what she was seeing and she realized that to be out her window, outside of her window, the woman would have had to have been floating in the air because she was on the second story. Um, and so, you know, obviously that's a shock. Well, the next morning, it was discovered that Fanshawe had lost a family member during the night. And so, again, this young woman is coming wailing outside of the window of someone who ends up losing a family member. And um, while a lot of these stories you hear, it's kind of like, you know, um, an oral um, tradition that's just passed down so you don't have a lot of specific dates but this one is well documented this one is one that has a specific date has a specific year and you know location and is um, told again and again and again and I've seen it in multiple sources that I looked up and the account doesn't vary a lot between those stories so evidently this one is one that is kind of passed down um, in a very descriptive type of way. One that is not so specific in terms of, um, you know, the year when it happened is a sighting at Shane's Castle. Um, and this was, again, we're going back to some of those quote-unquote pure-blood Irish families this was the O'Neill family, um, and the patriarch of the O'Neill family angered the Fae by releasing a cow that had gotten hung in a thorn tree, and to do this, the fairies um, punished him by kidnapping his daughter Kathleen and taking her to the bottom of, of a local loch, um, and the only way that they would release her is with the promise from not only her father but Kathleen herself that she would always come back to the castle to warn the family when another family member was going to die and um, O'Neill was so distraught and so desperate to have his daughter back that he agreed so she became basically 
a banshee herself. She came um, back and she became that spirit that warned of death or doom to her family. Um, another account is from 1776 in Kilchrist Old Church. Um, and, you know, this um, group of men and women were walking home. I believe it said that they were getting back from some type of gathering at church or, you know, whatever it may be. Anyway, and they were walking uh, home and they were greeted by an old hag who just wailed unnaturally. And the men of the group kind of ran to confront her, but when they did, she disappeared. And they couldn't find her. It was like she just, you know, was there one second and poof, gone the next. And so, um, they were obviously distraught, but then it was made worse the next day when they found out that some of their family that lived in Dublin had, you know, died around the same time that they spotted this old hat. Um, another account is from roughly the mid-1800s, um, near a Galway, uh, workhouse, and, um, it is said that a banshee appears at a crossroads near the workhouse, um, and she would wail around the same time or shortly before an inmate that lived in the workhouse would die. Um, and the final story that I want to tell you about is one that I had kind of touched on briefly before when I was telling you about the little washerwoman. Um, in County Clare, Ireland, there's a river that during a drought will turn red from the iron that's in the um, riverbed. And when it turns red, uh, the people are afraid that that's a sign that a banshee is nearby. And they become, you know, panicked and they freak out and there's kind of just this growing sense of um, just... I don't even know how to phrase it, just a sense of doom until um, someone in the community dies. So kind of the whole thing leads up and culminates in someone dying and it's said that, you know, calm doesn't come back to this community until someone's passed and then people feel like, oh, I can take a breath. It wasn't my family member. Um, and, you know, the blood's running through the river and it's because she's trying to tell us, you know, that one of our family members are going to die. But, you know, this guy's family already died, so I'm safe. And it's kind of sad to think about, you know, the, the death, the thing that should be, you know, the catalyst of grief is kind of what brings calm to this area. Um, so that is, that's kind of all I have about banshees um i listed a couple of different websites um some that specifically are dedicated to um irish folklore and things of that nature um and it was interesting i i really enjoyed looking this up you know i've heard about it um anybody that grew up watching charmed you know there's a famous episode where phoebe becomes a banshee um and I always thought they were really cool. 
um, if terrifying, but you know. Um, and I don't know if I believe that uh, there's a woman that will come and wail if someone in your family is about to die. I will say that we all handle trauma differently, and I think that this may be a way of processing that trauma for some people. Um, but either way, it makes for a cool story, and you know, it's one of those that you can definitely tell around a campfire and scare people. Um, so, uh, that's it for this week's episode. I just wanted to say real quick before I go, um, every Friday in October, there will be a new episode out. There's going to be a total of six episodes. There's going to be five just regular weekly episodes, and then there will be, of course, the Halloween special like I do every year. I have gotten out of the habit of making videos for my episodes, and I apologize. Um, I'm going to try to make sure that at the very least, Dark Happening Month, uh, Dark Happenings Month videos make it onto YouTube, um, and I'm going to try to do that for you guys and try to um, be diligent about that, um, but I don't know how long it'll take me to get them up. Um, that being said, thanks for hanging in there, and I know it's been a long wait. Um, you guys are amazing, and I don't know what I would do without you guys. So, stay safe, stay curious, and I'll see you next time.